Uh, if you remember this whole year, we talked about it last week, this whole year we've talked about the biblical man and then we've tied it to a subject. The biblical man and his home, the biblical man and his wife, the biblical man and his language, the biblical man and all these different subjects. Going back and seeing what does the Bible say about these particular subjects, the biblical man and his finances. What has God said in his word about these subjects? Closing out our year, last week we started talking about the biblical man and his church, the biblical man and his church. If you remember, uh, I broke it into two truths, two realities for us to understand as we close out this year. The first truth is that you need the church. And that's what we looked at last week. You need the church. The second truth that we're going to look at this week is the church needs you. The church needs you. Look around today. It seems uh, that there is a, an idea that a Christian can operate outside of the church. And, and sometimes we start to think church is an add-on or church is an addition to or, or church is really not that necessary for our Christian walk, for our Christian life. And for, for whatever that reason is, I, and I don't really understand it, uh, people, and especially us as men, we start to think of, of church as kind of a fringe activity and, and participation in the life of the church. We say, you know what, well, uh, my time is busy. I don't have time for that. Or, or this day, that's my day off. Or that's the day that I spend with my family. And, and we really start to treat church like it's something I'll do when I can and when it fits my schedule. That, that seems to be our perception. Well, the biblical truth is, uh, and we started looking at it last week, the biblical truth is, as Christians, we are placed in the church. In God's plan, we as Christians operate and we serve in the context of the church. Uh, to not be actively part of a church, to not be actively participating in the life of a church means that you're outside of God's will. That's what we need to understand. He put you in a church. He placed you there. He couldn't imagine a Christian trying to operate outside of a church. And if you're trying to do that, you're operating outside of God's will. And that goes back to our two truths. You need the church. We as men, we need the church. And then also the church needs us. The church needs you. Very quick review from last week. Uh, last week, again, we saw that you need the church. And, and, and if, if you're not actively participating in a Bible-believing church, uh, the truth of last week is your Christian walk is hindered. You know what? I want to walk with Christ. I want to live like Christ. I want to imitate Christ. If you're not actively participating in a church, your Christian walk is hindered. And, and then we looked at a, a couple of reasons, actually three reasons. The reasons are, the first one is this. Uh, you need the church to grow in God's word. And we've talked about that all year long. We want God's word to be the standard of how we live. He tells us best how to live in his word. You need the church to grow in God's word. You need to be where the Bible is preached. You need to be where the Bible is taught, where it's studied. You need to be in a, in a Sunday school class, in, a, in, our, in our morning worship services, on our men's lunch. You need to be where the Bible is taught. So the first reason, you need the church to help you grow in the truth of God's Word. Second thing we looked at last week, you need the church to be held accountable to God's Word. You need the church to be held accountable to God's Word. And we saw last week, we looked at some verses that uh, in the fellowship of the church, in a group like this, uh, we are we are 
called and we are to hold each other accountable to be doers of the word, not to just hear it, but to be doers of God's word. And we encourage each other as we seek to live out God's word. We support each other as we seek to live out God's word. Sometimes if we need to, we correct one another as we seek to live out God's word. And so we need the church to be held accountable to the standard of God's word. Let me tell you this. I promise you the fellowship of believers, uh, together we walk better. We listen better. We, we serve better. When we're in fellowship with one another, it holds us accountable to, to live out the standard of God's word. And then the third thing we saw last week, we need the church to be encouraged as we stand on God's word. And, and if you haven't figured it out, it is hard to say, you know what? I'm not going to be politically correct. I'm not going to do what the culture says is right. I'm going to live according to what God's word has said. And I, I'm going to have to stand against the culture. I'm going to have to go against the flow. It is a tough thing. Add to that the, the tough things of life. Uh, sometimes our finances are tough. Sometimes our relationships are tough. Life is a hard thing. We need the fellowship of the church to encourage each other in our Christian walk. Plain and simple. You know what? I want to, I want to live up to this standard you know what, life is hard enough as it is. We need the fellowship of the church to encourage us in our Christian walk. All of that, you know what, you need the church. The church is a blessing for you. The, the, the church is God's gift to you. You need the church. And that brings us to today's truth. Maybe today's truth is not one that we are told, and maybe it's not one that you're told very much, but I'm going to tell it to you today, and that is this. At the same time, the church needs you. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, listen to me today. You are needed in the church. You're vital to the mission of the church. You have a role in your church. And if you're not participating in that, your church is handicapped. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I believe we see this picture as it's painted for us. This picture as it's laid out for us. I'm going to look at some verses. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18 says this. But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired. But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired. First thing for us to see is this. God himself places you in the church. You make an individual decision to follow Jesus Christ, yes, you're saved as an individual, but that individual decision puts you in a community. God, in his plan, places you in the church. Therefore, if you take yourself out of the church, you're out of God's plan. Do you see that? God himself places you in the church. Notice there also in verse 18, he describes the church by calling it a body. So he places each of the members in the body. Now I want you to think about this, and really this is the picture of the entire chapter. Uh, think about the picture that God is using to describe the church. He could have used any analogy. He could have used any picture. But God in his wisdom says, you know what? The church is like a body. Uh, think about a body. There are ears. And there are eyes. There's two lungs, and there's, there's the hands, and there's the heart, and there's the pancreas, and there's a couple of elbows, and there's all your teeth. All of these parts put together, all of these individual parts put together 
and yet all together they become one body. That is the picture that God uh, in his wisdom paints of the church. Now think about that for just a second. What if you had a heart but you had nothing else? Wouldn't be a body. What if, what if you had a heart and what if you had a, an elbow and what if you had an eye but you had nothing more? You would not be a body. The body is the accumulation of all the individual things, parts put together. That is the picture that God uses of the church. And that verse 18 says, you know what, all these individual things, they become the body, together they're the body, and God himself places the pieces in the church. We are those pieces. That's the picture. Let me read some verses. I want to read verses 14 through 20 together. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot says, because I'm not a hand, I'm not part of the body, it is not for any reason any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, because I'm not an eye, I'm not part of the body, it is not for any reason less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he designed. If all were one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members but one body. Again, it's the, it's the picture that God uses showing his description of the church. Let me, let me look at some other verses here. I'm going to go ahead and read verses 21 through 26. It says this, And if the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, and again the head to the feet, I have no need of you, on the contrary, it is much truer that the members of the body which seem weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we deem less honorable, on these we bestow abundant honor. And our less presentable members become much more presentable. Whereas our more presentable members have no need of it, but God has so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to that member which lacked. Now what that says is this. In this church in Corinth, uh, there were some people saying, you know what, I, I'm a hand in the body. And the hand's a lot bigger deal than the knee. Or, you know what, I, I'm an ear in the body. The ear's a lot bigger than a tooth somewhere. And so there starts to be people in the church saying, you know what, I'm a bigger deal in the church than you. I got a bigger role in the church than you. And that happens in our churches today, happened in the church back then. You know what, I've done this and I've been here this long and my granddaddy did this and I'm a bigger deal in my church than you. And, and Paul comes to the, to the church at Corinth and says, you know what, you're just a piece and you're just a piece, and if you, no matter how big of a piece you are by yourself, you're just a piece, but all together those pieces make up the body. What that means is this, all the pieces are necessary. All the pieces are vital. All the pieces together serve God's purpose. Think about this, and sometimes I use this example. What if I had a job to do? All right, I've got a, I got a pickup and the back end's loaded up with these boxes. And I need to pull in somewhere, and we need to unload the boxes. We need to carry them around the corner, and we need to stack them in this garage. This is the job that we have to do. We, we pull up, and you know what? An able body steps out, says, you know what? I've parked the pickup here, and this is where we're at. And we start to unstack those boxes, and that able body walks around the corner and, and stacks those boxes in the garage. What if I took that same able body, and I took out one of the lungs, right? You're missing a lung. And then I went ahead and just poked out one of his eyes. 
and chopped off one of his hands. And, and just for good measure, on the other hand, I, I cut off one of his thumbs. And, and just for fun, I went ahead and t- ripped off one of the guy's ears. And he's standing there, and his eyes poked out, and his ears gone, and he's missing a hand, his thumb's gone. He's only got one lung. And then we said, you know what? Now we need you to go unload the pickup and put the stuff in the garage. Not going to happen. That guy is handicapped. Well, understand, God's plan is for all of the pieces to show up to take care of the job. And if one of the pieces is missing, or if all of the pieces are missing, the work of the church is hindered. The work of God through the church is handicapped. And that's the picture that he paints there in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. All of that means this. Today, as a follower of Jesus Christ, you're needed in your church. You're necessary in your church. God has a plan for our church and has a mission for our church. And he intended you to serve that mission and he himself placed you in it. The truth is this. The church needs you. Next year, we're we're closing out this year. You know what? One of the great things that you could do next year, we have all these New Year's resolutions. One of the great things that you could do is upon hearing the truth that, you know what, I need the church and I need to be encouraged, and I need to hear God's word, and I need to be held accountable to that standard. But you know what? I also have a duty to the church, and I have a responsibility to the church. One of the best things that you can do is say, you know what? I'm going to be obedient to his will, and I'm going to submit to God's plan, and as best I can this coming year, I'm going to commit to my local church. You know what? I'm going to serve there, and I'm going to learn there, and I'm going to encourage there, and I'm going to be an active participant in my local church. God will take that. He will bless it. He will use it for his purpose. That's what he tells us in his word. The church needs you. I'm going to ask if you'll stand. I'll lead us in a word of prayer. We'll be dismissed. Glad you're here. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come. We're thankful for you today. We're thankful for the truth of your word. And I'm, I'm thankful that we can look and see that you have a plan. And it's for Christians to be in fellowship of the church. And that there you bless us, there you teach us, there you encourage us, there sometimes you correct us, but together we walk according to your purpose. I'm also thankful that today the truth has been spoken that as a Christian we're not to operate outside of the church, but you placed us in it and you have a purpose for us there. And if we're not present, if we're not participating, the work of God through the church is hindered. Forgive us maybe where we've been off track, but now empower us to commit and to submit to your plan. Let us commit to our local church and let us stand for you in and through the context of our local church. I pray for the men here as we close out this year. I pray that you've taught them, that you have blessed them, that they have grown in their walk with you. I I pray as we head into a new year that our eyes will be upon you, that that our resolve will be to walk with you and that you'd use us this coming year for your glory, for your purpose. Bless each man represented here. Bless each home that he came from. Use him for your glory. We tell you today we love you and we praise you. We thank you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.